Welcome to At the Crossroads Church weekly podcast. Our hope is that you will grow in your walk with God and be blessed and encouraged in your daily lives as you listen. You can visit us at our website at atthecrossroads.ca. Good morning. How many are you excited about the Word of God? Just a couple of you? Awesome. Good stuff. Well, Father, we come before you today. Lord, we thank you for your Word. Father, we thank you that you have something to say to us today. We are so thankful to be your children and to be um, led by you. You're a great shepherd. We just thank you for your leading and your guiding and your direction. Speak to our hearts today. Change us by your word. And all God's people said, amen, amen. So today I want to talk, uh, talk about, because it's Thanksgiving, uh, it's, we need to talk about Thanksgiving, right? So I want to talk about uh, the password to power. The password to power. And this is a great message. You know, Pastor Rick, our pastor, uh, Camille and I, ha- have, has really spoken on this message quite a bit about gratitude and the power of gratitude. And I think it's just um, fitting today that we talk about it because it is Thanksgiving. So again, this morning we're going to start in Psalm 100, uh, verse 2 to 3. We're going to start there this morning. Bible says here, serve the Lord with gladness. Come before his presence with singing, right? Come before his presence with singing. We're going to stop there for a second. Because, you know, that's how we come into the presence of God. Everything we do in church when we come together and we worship and we have a worship team and leading us into worship and all that, we don't just do that, you know, just as a religious ceremony. It's, it's, it's actually a principle that was brought to us by David the psalmist. And the book of Psalms is actually, uh, the Hebrew title for the book of Psalms is Tehillim, Tehillim. And that actually, uh, it's a book of Psalms, actually um, was made for worship events in the temple in Jerusalem. So in Jerusalem, they used the book of Psalms as a songbook, but also a pattern for how worship should be done. A lot of people don't realize that because as New Testament church, we say, well, there's no pattern in the New Testament for how we should worship. Well, there doesn't have to be because it was established in the book of Psalms. So the Jews knew that when you came in to the temple or you came into a place of worship, you would clap your hands, all ye people. You would lift up holy hands. You would dance before the Lord. You would worship and you would sing. And so the, ba- the pattern for biblical worship is found in the Jewish faith. Can I hear an amen? And so, of course, we live and we're very, in uh, you know, North America, we're a little more reserved and some British in us. And we think that you go to some churches and they get offended if you lift up your hands. And that's a biblical pattern. Why would you get offended? Right? So sometimes we're taught wrong, right? So here we look at, um, you know, the, the book of Psalms is a hymn, hymnal. It's a pattern for worship. And he says here in verse 3, Know that the Lord, He is God. It is He who has made us. We not of ourselves. We are a people, and we're the sheep of His pastures. So we have a reason why we should worship. And then, then, then we're given this powerful truth in Psalm 104. Enter into His gates with what? thanksgiving into his courts with praise, give thanks to him and praise his name. So we enter into the gateway through what? Thanksgiving, right? And thanksgiving, all right, is the key way or the password into the kingdom of God. You know, passwords are interesting because, you know, I remember 10, 15 years ago, you'd have your email password, maybe a password to open your computer. Remember those days? Now you have to have like 30 emails, and, you know, so you have this keychain on your computer and you're writing down uh, all these passwords. And then you go in to go to a certain site or Facebook or Instagram and you're like, 
what was that password? And you forget it. How many have forgotten a password? And then it says, okay, you forgot your password. And you're like, okay, uh, uh, I forgot my password. And you click, and then all of a sudden it says, okay, we sent a, uh, uh, you know, we sent a, a code to your phone. And you're like, oh, my phone's at home, right? And then you're stuck out of the program. How many know you want to get into the program, but you need the password. And, and I, I'm saying this, to go into the presence of God, in the Old Testament, you'd go into the gates and you go into the place where God's presence was. As you move closer and closer to the holy place, you're moving into the presence of God. The, 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 the password to get into the gate is thankfulness. It's gratitude. And in fact, it's interesting, when we look at Psalm 100, verse 4, in, the, uh, in another translation of the message, it says, it says, Enter with the password, thank you. Thank you. And that's the way we enter into the presence of God. We enter his gates with thanksgiving, right? It's interactive today. We enter his gates with? Okay, awesome. Now that word thanksgiving, and and it's very interesting because in the English language, we don't have many words. You go into the Greek and the Hebrew, Paulette's laughing because we do have some. But in Hebrew and Greek, there's many, many words to describe the same thing. And so we see this passage, enter his gates with thanksgiving. That word is actually the word toda. Say toda. Okay? That word actually is, is, it just means to extend the hang, hand, to shake the hand, to say thank you. That's what it means. It's not very dramatic, but it's there. You enter his gates with thanksgiving. You just say thank you, thank you. That's a password to get in to the kingdom. You go into his courts with praise. Okay, you give thanks and praise his name. Okay, you give thanks to him. You give him, okay, the first word is toda, and then it says be thankful to him. That's a different word. That's Yoda. Say Yoda. Yoda. And I'm not talking about Star Wars here. Okay, Yoda actually is different. And we're going to bring up a slide. This is what it means. We're going to read it together here. It says, you don't have to read it, just listen. A primary, primary root used only as denominative from this word Literally to loose, to hold out the hand physically, and to throw a stone or an arrow at or away, especially in revere to worship with the extended hands intensively to bemoan by wringing of the hands, to cast out, to make confession, to praise, to shout. So this is describing what praise is supposed to look like, and it looks like this. Yeah! And there's a ringing of the hands. We'll show you the next picture. This is what praise looks like. It looks like this. Yeah, and you see that at a hockey game. You see that at a concert. You see that in a lot of places, but you don't many times see it in the church. Can I hear an amen? And, and when we praise like this, it's the key way into the presence of God because we're giving our emotions. God, we're saying, God, you are alone. You are worthy. You are great. And, you're, and, and to wring your hands, I did a research psychologically. The reason why people uh, uh, wring their hands is to calm down their emotions. So you're so emotionally engaged with the awesomeness of God that you begin to wring your hands like you're at a soccer game. You're just excited about the goodness of God, that he's brought healing to your life, that he's brought forgiveness to your life, that he's healing your life, that he's working on your marriage, and you begin to thank him, and it's the key way into the presence of God for breakthrough in your life. Amen? We see this next picture, and this is um, just for comparison. This is a Jewish Messianic church, and you can see it looks more like a party. They're doing the ring dance, and everyone's facing one another, and the worship team's up there, and there's, they're just 
enjoying the presence of God, worshiping God, being thankful in their hearts, lifting their hands. And that's where God wants us to be as a church. Not in lines, but in circles. Facing and worshiping the God of Abraham. Isn't that good? What are we thankful for? Well, the next verse in verse 5, it says, The Lord is good, and His mercy is everlasting. His truth endures for all generations. See, God is good. He saved us. God is good. Man is bad because we've fallen. We're in sin. But God came in His goodness. He saved us. He redeemed us, right? The Bible says His mercy is everlasting. That means His mercy is new every morning. You can blow up a little bit, you know, make mistakes and get up and say, God, I need your mercy today. And guess what? It's everlasting. It's for you. You have God's mercy because you have Jesus. Can I hear an amen? So we should be happy. We're saved from heaven. We're destined from heaven. We're saved from hell. We're destined for heaven. God's got his hand on our lives. He's got his hand on our family. We got a little bit of mess here and there, but it's okay because his truth endures for all generations. It doesn't matter what the political and social ideologies are going on right now in this world. They always change. You know that. You know, we talk about all this wokeness that's going on right now. Well, Sweden's three or four years ahead of us. We just had a conversation with Camilla's brother, and we're talking about all this stuff in the school and the gender mutilation, all that stuff. And, and they said, oh, no, no, we've been through that in, in Sweden. We've turned back because there's too many people getting sued and too many people upset. So now we leave parenting to the parents. Amen. It's, it, ideology change. Political views change. But the word of the Lord endures forever. Isn't that good? And so God is to be... Thanked, he's to be praised. Thanksgiving unlocks God's kingdom to you, okay? And we see here in uh, Philippians chapter 4, verse 4 to 7, Rejoice in the Lord always. And again, I say, rejoice. Okay, Paul's talking, he's saying, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say, rejoice. Let your gentleness be known to all men, The Lord is at hand. Then he goes on to say, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything by prayer and supplication, with thanksgiving, let your requests be made known to God, and the peace of God which surpasses understanding will guard your hearts and mind through Christ Jesus. And so we're being told here to rejoice in the Lord always, right? And say thank you because it releases the peace of God in your life. If you want peace in your life, you need to be thankful. And you might be going through a terrible time and things are not right, but you can say, Lord, things are real terrible right now, but I thank you that you're the answer. You're the provision. You're the one who's going to come. I just thank you that I have breath today in my lungs. I thank you that you're working on my behalf. Even though I don't see the solution to the problem, I know it's coming because you're bigger, and I thank you for working on my behalf. And you begin to thank him, and it releases the power of God over your life and over that situation. Can I hear an amen? Right? Um, that's another word. That word, thankful, in this verse is yokartia, something like that. I can't pronounce it. Yokartia. It's a Greek word. And it means the active language of gratitude with the voice. You're speaking out, thank you, thank you, thank you. So there's so many words for thank you uh, to be described in the text that we're getting a picture that's being painted 
for us. In Colossians chapter 3, verse 15 to 70, it says, And let the peace that comes from God rule in your heart. For as members of one body, you are called to live in peace and always be thankful. When are we supposed to be thankful? Always. always. So we see we're being told this. Let the message about Christ and all its richness fill your lives. Teach and counsel each other with all wisdom he gives. Sing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs to God with what? Thankful hearts. And whatever you do or say, do it as a representation of the Lord Jesus, giving thanks through him to God the Father. In one passage, we're being told, be thankful. Sing to God with a gratitude in your heart. And he's saying, whatever you do, give thanks to God. I think we're getting some hints here. God is saying, there's something with thanksgiving that you need to know about. Because we enter into God's kingdom through thanksgiving. Amen? And sometimes we think, well, I just need to pray more. I need to... No, maybe you just need to just make a little realignment to your prayer and add a bit of thanksgiving, and it will go the distance. You begin to see the breakthrough. You know, it just... You know, just needed just a little fine adjustment. Add a bit of thanksgiving. Watch what God will do. Amen? In Ephesians chapter 5, verse 18 to 20, don't be drunk with wine because that will ruin your life. Instead, be filled with the Holy Spirit. Be filled with the Holy Spirit. Singing psalms and hymns and spiritual songs among yourselves and making music to the Lord in your heart. And, what's it say? Give thanks for everything. Wow. To God the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ. So we're always to be giving thanks. Giving thanks. Giving thanks. You know, it is the password. Say it's the password. And I remember as a kid, we used to play and with my cousins and neighbors. We'd get all the kids together. And we'd go in the fort and we'd shut the door. And my cousin would come and knock. Knock, knock, knock. What's the password? Remember those days, right? What's the password? You know, and they'd say something, you know, super fragilistic, expialidocious or whatever. No, that was yesterday's password. What's the new password? I'm going to kill you. No, that's not the password either. You remember those days? And you, you would throw in the passwords back and forth. And that's what it is. The password to the power of God, to the presence of God, is the word thank you from the heart. Gratitude to God in the midst of trials, in the midst of good times. To so always be thankful. It creates an atmosphere around you for the power of God. And so, we see this in 2 Corinthians chapter 2, verse 14 to 16. But, be, but thank God, He has made us His captives and continues to lead us along in Christ's triumphal procession. Now He used us to spread the knowledge of Christ everywhere like a sweet perfume. Did you know you're like a sweet perfume? says here, our lives are a Christ-like fragrance rising up to who? To God. Your life is like a sweet fragrance that's rising up to God. Okay, something just went. But this fragrance is perceived differently by those who are being saved and those who are perishing. To those who are perishing, we are a dreadful smell of death and doom. But to those who are being saved, we are a life-giving perfume and who is adequate for such a task as this? So the atmosphere of thanksgiving is a fragrance that rises up into the nostrils of God. 
And, and it, it's an aroma that attracts the Holy Spirit. It's the aroma that attracts angelic powers to come support you. When you speak positively and are thankful, it attracts God. Can I hear you? And so we read in the New Testament in Corinthians how the Israelites came out of Egypt and they began to murmur and to complain and they were bitten by snakes and all this demonic stuff started coming and curses coming against them because they were not thankful. But when we're thankful, we attract the atmosphere of heaven into our situation. Now, David understood this. King David actually understood this. And so what he did was he... um, he did something here. Second Corinthians chapter 5. We'll go to ver- chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. Okay. Chronicles. Second Chronicles. There we go. That's the right one. Second Chronicles 5, verse 11 to 14. You have it? Okay. He's pulling it up. Praise is so important. Praise is a, it's a password. It's the key into the presence of God and for the working of God in our life. So 2 Chronicles chapter 5, verse 11 to 14. I'll start reading here. I'll look it up. There we go. And it came to pass when the priest came out of the most holy place, for all the priests who were presented uh, present had sanctified themselves without keeping, uh, go back, without keeping, to their divisions. Okay, next verse. And the Levites who were the singers, all those of Asaph and Heman and Jeduthun, with their sons and their brethren, stood at the east end of the altar, clothed in linen, having, keep going, cymbals, stringed instruments, and harps, and with them 120 priests sounding with trumpets. Indeed, it came to pass when the trumpeters and the singers were as one man and to make a sound to be heard in the praising and thanking of the Lord that they lifted up their voice with the trumpets and the cymbals and the instruments of the music and praised the Lord, saying, He is good for His mercy endures forever that the house, the house of the Lord was filled with a cloud. Okay, So we see the presence of God coming and filling the house because they're thankful and they're praising and they're doing some yada, armpit praise. Yeah! And God starts moving, and the presence of God starts moving, and the glory of the Lord falls. And the Bible says they were not even able to stand, but they fell in the presence of God. And that's what praise does and thanksgiving does. It moves the glory of God into our situation. That's what it does. And I believe God wants us to be a people that we we learn to be thankful and to be praising And when we do that, we open the realms of heaven over us. Psalm 67, verse 5 to 7. Let the people praise you, O God. Let the people praise you. Then the earth shall yield her increase. God, our own God, shall bless us. God shall bless us, and the ends of the earth shall fear him. Thanksgiving actually produces increase in our lives. Bible says it right here. You know, David is saying, let the whole world praise you. And when they do, the, the earth will yield her increase. When we praise the Lord and we're thankful to God, God increases the increase into our lives. Thanksgiving is such a powerful, powerful thing. What is the will of God for your life? We're going to read it in 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 16 to 18. It says this, rejoice always. 
pray without ceasing. In everything, give thanks, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. And we always think of the will of God as something that, like a destination. Where does God want me? No, it's a posture of the heart. I want to be thankful in everything, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus. Because when you're thankful for everything, the atmosphere of heaven is with you. The fragrance of heaven is with you. And wherever you go, you're going to prosper because you have a thankful heart. Amen? We also can see that the atmosphere is cleansed when we give thanksgiving. Here's one last point. We actually cleanse the atmosphere, and we prepare the atmosphere for miracles, right? And we know when Jesus went in John chapter 11, and he's praying for, oh, you got the verse there. He's praying for his friend Lazarus. This is what he says. Then they took away the stone from the place where the dead man was lying, and Jesus lifted up his eyes and said, Father, I thank you that you've heard me. See, we need to begin our prayer time with thank you, God, because it prepares the atmosphere for what God's about to do. It prepares the atmosphere for miracles. We all know what happened. But then on the other hand, if we go down to um, Romans chapter 1, verse 21, Romans chapter 1, verse 21, it says, and this is speaking about people who have rejected Christ. It says, because although they knew God, they did not glorify him as God, nor were they what? Thankful. But became futile in their thoughts, and their foolish hearts were darkened. The easiest way to futility in your thoughts and to darkness is stop giving thanks. Stop praising God. Stop saying, God, you're so good. And even in the midst of your storms, continue to thank God. You know, years ago when I was, you know, first going into the ministry and I had those mental struggles with my mind and I, I was just, my mind was never settled. I was like, I either got to go on medication or I got to get a breakthrough. And for one year, I, every day, I said, God, I thank you that you have not given me a spirit of fear but love, power, and a sound mind. And actually, the, the Amplified says a well-disciplined mind. And I said, thank you, God, that it's already done. I'm going to believe you that you're going to answer this prayer. And I, pr I declared that two or three times a day for a year. And it got better and better. And after a year, something, boom, lifted off of me because I was thankful. Amen? And, and, and there's something about the prayer of thanksgiving in the midst of whatever situation you're in. If you're in the darkest place and everything around you is going horrible and you just feel like you're in, you're in Job's situation, even in dark, dark times, you can say, Lord, I, I choose to thank you for and, and pick one or two things and then begin to thank him, begin to thank him, begin to thank him. And what happens is like the gates open up and you come into his presence. Miracles start happening. Lives start happening. Things start changing. Why? Because you're coming into the presence of God that changes the situation. But you cannot enter into the holy place. You cannot enter without thanksgiving. It's like if the queen came in, she's no longer here, but if she came in and you just came with an ungrateful heart and didn't say hi and didn't, you know, you've got to come with thanksgiving in your heart. This is royalty. This is God of the universe. And so we come with thanksgiving and the presence of God begins to move and lives begin to change. And miracles begin to happen when we're thankful. And so with this thanksgiving, that being said, um, Father, help us to just make that little adjustment in our prayer life. 
to make that adjustment for those of us who have kids, to teach our kids, hey, you got to wake up every day and say thank you for something. I want to give you thanks because thanksgiving attracts the Holy Spirit. Ungratefulness attracts demonic activity, but thankfulness attracts the Holy Spirit. And so today, God, we want to finish with thanksgiving. We want to just sing a song of thanksgiving to you. We want to worship you. We want to give you thanksgiving this thanksgiving. And all God's people said, amen. Thank you for listening. We hope that you enjoyed our message. If you are in the Quinty West area, we would love to have you visit us on Sunday morning at 24 Dundas Street West, Trenton, Ontario. Check out our service times on our website at atthecrossroads.ca.